listening to the Eccentric Section Podcast with your hosts Breezy Getem and Jody Bro. Yo, what up Jody Bro? What's going on bro? Dude, we've been doing podcasts, but so this is what happens. We do no podcast, then we do podcast, podcast the next day, podcast the next day. Shit man, that's how we do it. Swear, and then, and then I still don't release them for like another week or two, so yeah, then I unload the clip on everybody. That is true, that is true. Unfortunately, no Chaco, no bulk light again on this one. We'll keep it the OG way of just me, you, and the guest. And uh, today we got a good it. treat, brother. We got oh yeah, got, we do you know, somebody you know a little high stakes in the in the house. Uh, guy, it's been around for about two years now. You know, making himself really known amongst the area. Oh yeah, I, I'd say he's probably one of those performers. I, every time I see him, bro, it's more improvement every time. Oh like, yeah, most definitely, like easily. Um, currently our high stakes champion. Mm. Please help me welcome my man, Alexander Apollo. How are you, Alexander? Hey, I'm you know, we got well, the man. Gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you, brother. It's an honor. Oh, bro. It's an honor to have you high stakes champion, sir. How's it feel? Uh, it feels pretty good. Um, honestly, it's the first belt I've won in the wrestling business. So I've had it since August. Um, I, it's not quite surreal anymore. Yeah, uh, it is still kind of cool sometimes. Just uh, having it around the house, get to look at it, remind myself that I am the high stakes champion. Yeah, that's what it's all about, baby. For sure. Then you got to sure. remember it. You got to remember who held that title before you. You know what I mean? What they got going on now? That's your fucking future, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not. I wasn't really around, obviously, for uh, the full history of the high stakes. Oh title. yeah, neither was I. I can't lie. But, I'm just but saying, have, uh, with Bulk having that title, you might want to watch what you do with that belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, sort of what's been um, I've been warned of. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty sick guy, so oh, that's what we <laughs> like to hear. That could do anything to it that would really uh, scare me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so right off the bat, we always start out with the most generic questions that you'll probably get anywhere that you get interviewed, and then we kind of let it flow from there. And uh, we always start out with, what's your first memory of professional wrestling? Oh, that's that's a good question. It's nice. very... Uh, so probably the first memory I had, I got into wrestling, I'm just guessing on the year, but it probably around like 05 to 07 range is when I really first got into it big for the first time as a kid. Um, I remember the day Eddie Guerrero died. Yeah, before I was into wrestling, like, but I had sort of known just from kids at school and stuff. I knew some of the names and uh, I was on the bus ride home from elementary school and my one neighbor was just like, turns around like all frantic, like, oh, my God, did you hear Eddie Guerrero died? I was like, "Uh, what? No, I didn't hear that. I was like, I've heard that name before, but who's Eddie Guerrero. Like, why is that a big deal? He was like, oh, he was the champion, died in his hotel room, blah, blah, blah. Um. So, like I said, I wasn't quite a fan yet at that point. It was probably another year before I'd really get into it. But that comes to mind. Um, And honestly, this is really lame. uh, But I remember just throwing on like a random SmackDown. And it was Matt Hardy, I want to say, versus like Gunnar Scott. And I, I wasn't lying. It is pretty lame, like the most obscure match you could possibly think of. But when I try to think of like when I first started, yeah, it's the first match that comes to mind. 
No, Dude, that's, that's what got me, man. And that's what got me. Like my grandma one time just put I was young, so tiny. My grandma puts on a random wrestling match. I couldn't even tell you what was happening. All I know is that a bunch of dudes were beating the living hell out of one guy, and I was losing my mind. I loved it. I was I was sold. That's all I needed to see. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, shit. that's uh being Greek and everything, for some yeah. reason, all of the Greek people, they love George the Animal Steel. You talk okay. to like any Greek person, even if they're not a wrestling fan, they haven't watched in like 30 or 40 years. They'll tell you, oh, how that George the Animal Steel, he was he was the best. He was crazy. <laughs> I remember going to see him at so-and-so. I don't know why. Um, I, I'm not sure what that says just about the <laughs> or the, the Greek community, but I swear every Greek person loves George the Animal Steel. <laughs> That's dope. I didn't know that at all. I know you, uh, now that you're in the business, it's kind of hard for you to be able to mark out about certain things because you got to play it cool, but It'd be kind of cool at uh, Superstar Showdown if you get to share that with Matt Hardy, too, of, like, look, one random match on, and, like, now I'm here because of, like, you essentially to a degree. Yeah, I'm actually bummed about that. Uh, spoiler alert, but I, I'm actually not going to be at Superstar Showdown. Damn. Um, rare conflict uh, I do have to miss for a wedding. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, I that's okay. I was pretty bummed about that when I saw the Hardy boys get announced. Um because obviously everyone, especially growing up, like everyone around our era, loves the Hardy Boys. Oh, like of some course. of my favorite memories. Edge spearing Jeff Hardy from the ladder at uh, Mania 17. That's one of my like favorite moments in wrestling history. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty bummed about that. Oh, I feel that, man. So how about your discovery to independent wrestling? Yeah, so... Um, I was not that big of an independent wrestling fan for a lot of years. It was pretty much only WWE in college. I got into ring of honor a little bit mm -hmm. uh, just because of like the young bucks and stuff. I thought they were really cool from what I had seen. So I got really into ring of honor for a few years there. And then obviously a lot of those guys were the nucleus of AEW. So I've since become a pretty big AEW fan, but um. I guess basically my freshman year of college, I had sort of a, I remember just like sitting in a principles of econ lecture, like incredibly boring. I was in the, the last row because I thought I was cool. So I'd always sit in the last row. Um, and it was this British professor just like droning on and on about like matching theory or some, some BS I still don't even really remember to this day. But I just remember thinking like, God, like, is this really what I'm going to do like the rest of my life? Like, not like economics, but no, no, he's like, thinking, he's thinking, like this. God, I would love to put this fucking professor through a table yeah. right now. It was like, is this really it? Like, because like I'm going to be done. I was a football player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Is that really all there is? Like after college, you go mm -hmm. and get like a normal nine to five and then you just work until you die. Right. Um, and it occurred to me, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm a big guy. I've always been strong, athletic, whatever. Um, I'd like to think anyway, I have a little bit of a personality. So I was like, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Like, why don't I try this? I mean, it would be several years from that point to where I like came to IWC and started training. Um, but I remember that as like the moment where I was like, okay, one day, once I get done with school and everything, I'm going to pursue this. Um, and at that point, a, a friend of mine from college, uh, he had had a friend and I met him at like a party. Um, and I had heard about the guy. He played football at Northwestern. 
And then he had become an independent wrestler out in Chicago area um, because he stopped playing football too because of concussions or something along those lines. Um, and I'd read an article about him that I just happened to see on the internet one day about this Northwestern football player who had turned into an independent pro wrestler. And he was from Upper St. Clair. Uh, so he's from the area and we had a mutual friend. So one random like party over Christmas break or something, I, uh, I recognized him. So I went up to him and I was just beating his ear about, um, man, I think I want to do this. Like, do you have any tips? Where should I train? Blah, blah, blah. And by that point he had moved back to Pittsburgh. Um, and he had actually trained a little bit at IWC. Okay. Uh, and he spoke very highly of it, said basically, if you're going to train uh, to become a professional wrestler in the Pittsburgh area, this is where you have to do it. Um, so, yeah, pretty much I, I kept that in the back of my head. Uh, and then a few years later or whenever it was, reached out to the IWC school um, and said, let's do this. Hell yeah. So, dude, you started your career basically in the height of the pandemic. Like, I know you have to go through training and all that before you actually get to yeah. debut. But I mean, at the very height of the pandemic, you have your debut match team with Sam Adonis against the culmination. And then from that being your starting point of being in the pandemic, did you feel like that put you at any type of like disadvantage? Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, there weren't as many places uh, running shows as regularly. Um, so it was tough because obviously when you first get started, uh, as is the same with most things, you just want to get reps repetition uh makes you better yeah um and it was tough to get that sort of repetition without uh, a lot of companies running shows uh so it was tough i'm not gonna lie i think uh that's probably why i feel like i found my stride or hit my stride rather a little bit later um as places started to open uh back up a little more um but yeah it was definitely not an advantage uh debuting in the middle of the pandemic for sure. And speaking on that debut, was teaming with Sam Adonis, did you learn anything valuable from that versus maybe a singles match? Yeah, I think so for sure. Obviously, he's done it all. He's been around the block. Um, I was really nervous because uh, obviously that show, if I remember correctly, it was sort of like thrown together at the last minute. There were a lot of changes and stuff. Um, so I didn't know about it until like the week of that I was going to be teaming with Sam Adonis versus the culmination. Um and I was like, wow, Sam Adonis, like for your first match, I get the team with him. That's that's crazy um, because this is a guy I'd heard so much about. I'd seen um, was really well respected among the, the wrestling community. Um, so I think I definitely learned a lot. Uh, he's a great guy, uh, was very uh, helpful in, in terms of providing feedback, uh, both before, uh, during and after the match. Um and we got the win. So that was definitely uh, something I'd like to think no matter how far I go in the wrestling business, I'll always remember that. For sure. So we recently just had Preston Everest on and we asked him this question. And with you both being so new in the, in the wrestling business, I want to ask you this as well. So how has wrestling now evolved from when you were just a fan? Now that you're, now that you're in the business, you know, what goes on behind the scenes, you know, more how things operate, how production is and all that. How has that changed your stance as a fan and how you watch wrestling when it's not you on the card? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely uh, tough. Sometimes it makes it harder to enjoy it um, because you're looking at it from the perspective of being a wrestler. Um, if you're watching a match, you think, 
oh, that was cool, or I would have done this if it had been me involved in that match sort of thing. Um, so sometimes you do have to kind of take a step back and try to enjoy it and not think so much about it. Um, because obviously that's why I became a wrestler in the first place. Uh, because I used to, I, I mean, I still do, but I used to love watching it growing up. Um, so sometimes you kind of do have to take yourself out of it. Like this past Sunday, I ordered the, the AEW pay-per-view, which was great. Um, because especially being an independent wrestler, constantly traveling, putting in the work in the gym, in the ring, uh, it's easy sometimes to like, just as crazy as this sounds, not really watch wrestling anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just because you're so busy and, and when you're not in the ring or you're not training, uh, you just want to relax and sort of detach from it all. Um, so I think it is important because obviously those guys are doing it at the highest level. Um, so it's good from that perspective to sort of learn from them by watching them, but also to sort of unplug and be able to view it as a fan again. For sure. So you might've already answered this question with you saying that you really hold the Sam Adonis tag team match near and dear to your heart. But I was going to ask you, is there any moments, maybe aside from that, that you hold the dearest to your heart in your career thus far? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, definitely the, the high stakes title defenses, especially recently, um, had some more high profile matches, had the heat turned up a little bit, uh, obviously facing Johnny Patch, a guy who was the super indie champion, um, had a pretty long reign with that. Uh, very athletic, very talented guy. And then this past show, Jackson Argos, former heavyweight champion, uh, really done it all in IWC. Um, but which not to cut you to... off, but with bulk light not being here, he wanted me to give you the biggest air hug right now and say thank you so much for uh putting Jackson Argos over the ropes and taking care of the trash is what he wanted. To... That was his quote taking care of the trash. Oh, wow! Yeah, no, I uh tell him it was my pleasure. Um, someone had to do it, so I'm, I'm glad it could be me, but yeah, it, it's been uh, these past few matches have been a lot of fun. Uh, They've been awesome, there, man. Ch challenging some of the best in the, the company and obviously coming out on top is always nice and uh, still mm -hmm. holding on to that belt. So what's your favorite match been thus far or maybe a favorite opponent you've had? Mm, favorite opponent? We just talking IWC? It could be anywhere. Just in your career thus far. Uh, hmm. I would probably say either Zach Nystrom or, or Spencer Slade. Uh, I, I've wrestled not, I haven't wrestled them one-on-one -on -one in IWC. Uh, Zach Nystrom, I want to say over the summer, this past summer, uh, we wrestled at 2PW. Um, that was a phenomenal match too. That one. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't get the win in that one, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I think he really made me elevate my game. I learned a lot just by being in the ring with him, even though we didn't get the result that I wanted. Uh, Spencer, I, I've wrestled in a few different places, uh, Altoona, Johnstown sort of thing. Um, and I just say those guys because, um, obviously they're way skilled beyond their years, uh, both oh, yeah. relatively young in terms of wrestling standards, uh, young age wise, but also they right. haven't been in business all that much longer than me, relatively speaking. So to be as good as they are at their age, I think it's just incredible um and obviously if you look at them physically uh six two six three 240 250 pounds uh not an ounce of fat on them they're just 
uh, I think they're really the bar um, in terms of what guys should be aspiring to be. They just work hard uh, in the gym, in the, in the ring. And uh, obviously they have some gifts af- uh, athletically that are natural. You can't really coach, uh, but they really work hard. And I like to think that one day I'm, I'd sort of be considered among that level of guys. So that's why I really enjoyed stepping in the ring with them. For sure. And the last generic wrestling question I got for you is what's your ultimate goal in wrestling? Um, it's hard to say one specific goal. Obviously, I would think uh, it's sort of a moving target what your goal is. Um, so if you're a guy right now, obviously, everyone, I think, has the goal of getting signed to a company, basically getting to the point where professional wrestling is all you're doing and you're able to pay the bills with it. Um, so I would say that's definitely a goal. Um, and then once you get signed, obviously your goals sort of change from there. Um, but as of right now, I would say, yeah, being able to make a career out of pro wrestling. Um, I don't know. Careers obviously in this business are short. Uh, it's incredibly tough to make it. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with my life right now if it doesn't pan out, but definitely putting uh, all the work I can in the gym, in the ring, um, getting out there, just getting reps to try and make that a possibility. It's a good answer. So you're real low key when it comes to social media. We don't really get too much of your personal life. You don't really say much up until like maybe the week of the show where you maybe cut a promo, which I got to say on the pod, we kind of were giving you shit of like, Hey, Apollo needs to talk more. Apollo needs to talk more. And like leading up to that last show, that promo was fucking phenomenal. Most definitely. I definitely give you big praise on that promo. And I hope we continue to hear more from Apollo going into every show. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I've always sort of had like a reputation uh, of being a little on the quiet side sometimes until like I get to know someone and open up a little bit. Um, But yeah, I would, uh, I would say for those who know me, I definitely have a little bit of personality. I'm kind of a, can be a little bit of a, a jackass at times, uh, a little bit of a smart ass sort of thing. Um, I would say anyone who knows me would tell you that. So definitely, I, I think it's an important part of the business being able to talk. Uh, so it's something I want to do a little more, um, whether it be in front of a live crowd. Uh, if the opportunity presents itself, it's definitely something I want to work on. Did you ever did you ever have any experience with like public speaking or anything prior to this? Or is this all new to you as well? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I, I would say pretty much the only thing I had is just sports. It's not right. really public speaking, but obviously competing in front of mm-hmm. an audience. Yeah. Um, so I think that helps to a degree. But no, nah, I mean... I haven't really had any experience with public speaking outside of maybe like a class or two in college or something like that. Uh, I just think it's something that a lot of people are afraid of. Um, I don't think I'm really afraid of it. Uh, It's just, I don't think I've had that much of an opportunity to really showcase my personality and who I am. Right. Plumber, get this guy. Goddamn Mike. That time (laughs) it is. Yeah. With you being the Greek god, I got to ask what your upbringing was like. Tell us a little bit about like where you grew up. and Yeah, so I grew up uh, just north of Pittsburgh. I was born and raised here. I was not born in Greece. Um, all four of my grandparents were. Uh, so it's been like, a, a obviously, it's a big part of my identity. Yeah. Um, 
which is the reason for the moniker. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up playing sports, uh, deck hockey, basketball, football. Um, when I got to the age of like 13, got really into weightlifting. Um, football, I mean, I was always like, sports always sort of came like easy to me. Um, I mean, I was never like a huge time, great player, but I was good. Um, I would think I could say I was, did, I was solid. Did you um, have I a preferred up, sport that you liked playing more than others? Uh, I probably enjoyed playing basketball the most, honestly, which is kind of surprising, but, um, yeah, I had to put on weight for football. Um, yeah. so that kind of, uh, after 10th grade, I stopped playing basketball for the school and just started playing like church leagues and rec leagues and that sort of thing. Um, because I obviously just given my dimensions, football was uh, definitely the sport I had the future in. Um, so I would say I always enjoyed playing basketball the most, but uh, did end up going to college to play football. Um, stopped playing after my junior year just because uh, I was playing at Carnegie Mellon at the time. And uh, I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Uh, and obviously college sports being the grind that they are, if your heart's right, not dude. in it, uh, you're not going to succeed. Um, so I kind of, stopped and just focused on academics and i knew at that point i had already made up my mind that one day i was going to get into wrestling so i figured why risk injury uh why dedicate my time towards something that isn't what i ultimately want to do makes sense so you keep touching back about like being in college and that is your academic career over have you graduated up to this point yes i graduated uh a few years ago now Okay. I don't wanna, I won't say when. Uh, keep some mystique. Yeah, there we go. I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you uh, go to yeah, college uh, for? I was a uh, business major. I went to uh, Carnegie Mellon for, I think, accounting and marketing. I say I think because, like, they don't have – they're very, like, pretentious and snooty. So they don't have uh, majors, which is what every other college in America mm -hmm. has. They have concentrations. So oh, I, I was about marketing that. and accounting concentration, um, whatever the hell that means. It's right. just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah. I think they're the only place that does it because like I said, they, they're pretty pretentious. They yeah. just like different because they think it uh -huh. makes them superior. Um, I don't want to bad mouth my alma mater. No, I mean, not at all. We're, that's not what we're doing. No, we're kind <laughs> of heel promo. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I enjoyed my time there. made a lot of good. Hell friends. yeah, man. Uh, good shit. Yeah. Sweet. So when you're not training or performing, what are some of your hobbies outside of the ring? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Do a lot of training. I spend a lot of time in the gym. Uh, besides work and gym. Dude, I really imagine you guys just live in the freaking gym, dude. Yeah, honestly. Um, probably six days a week. Don't really do much else besides work and gym. <laughs> Lately, sleep yeah um putting in that work I mean, though is big... showing i mean it's showing oh, yeah. you're putting in oh. all that work you've been fucking improving I, I every show that. oh hell yeah dude yeah i appreciate that um i'd say i'm big into sports uh still um not playing so much anymore obviously but watching a huge college sports fan college basketball college football um big fan of the pit panthers um basketball team not so great right now but had a great football season. I was at almost every game, went to the bowl game in uh, Atlanta, um, got season tickets for this upcoming year. So excited nice. for that. Sweet. That's awesome, man. 
So a friend of the show told me to ask you about what it was like living with NXT's newest superstar, Cole Carter, when you guys were roommates. I don't know what that means, but I was told to bring it up. And if worst case scenario, we'll cut it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. um, Yeah, I mean, I lived with Cole for a a little bit here. Um, He's from West Virginia, obviously. So uh, he wanted to move out here to be closer to, to the training facility for wrestling and everything. Um, and obviously I think just life in general, uh, I think he was kind of tired of living in West Virginia, wanted to live in the big city, right. air quotes, big city. <laughs> um, yeah, but honestly, we didn't really uh, cross paths that much uh, because we would always be busy with our respective whatever. He was always running back and forth to the gym training. I was running back to the gym and training. Um, yeah, it seems like forever ago now because he's really, I mean – his trajectory from training to the WWE is pretty crazy. Um, I hope I run into him again one day down there. I actually haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, definitely a friend. Um, and I hopefully our paths will cross again one day. For sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hope so, too. So let's maybe touch more on IWC more than anything right now. Um, within the two years, well, coming up on two years, you've won Rookie of the Year. You're currently now holding the high stakes title. How has these wins helped you gain a sense of confidence you might not have if you weren't put in those spots? Oh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. The amount of confidence I feel like I've gained since first debuting. Um, Still get nerves before every match. Uh, I just think that's genetic almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people who are just ice cold don't get nervous at all before a, a match or competition. Um, and there's other people who, no matter how, how much they train, uh, how many hours they put in, how good they are, they still get nervous. Oh, they still get nervous before they go through the curtain, man. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I still get a little nervous. I'm not going to lie and say that I don't, but compared to some of my first matches, it's nothing like it was. Um, yeah. And it, you string a few wins together, you start to think, Hey, maybe I am figuring this out. Maybe I am doing something right. Um, and it's hard not to build confidence. I uh, don't want to get overly confident. Um, and that's when someone sort of brings you back down to earth. Um, but I think I'm putting in the time. Uh, I'm doing things the right way. Um, and I think I'm reaping the benefits right now. And hopefully it'll continue. For sure. And you've had oh, yeah, most of them. a really successful title run this far. Like you said, mm-hmm. you've had the belt since August. But today I recently seen the promo poster for your match up again, uh, for the n- next upcoming sh- anniversary show, March 19th, you got Mambo Italiano, who's a former high-stakes mm. champion. I was wondering, what's your game plan going into this match? Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I still got to think about it uh, going into it, obviously, with the, the stipulation. Yeah, have you been thinking uh, of any stipulations? Do we got yeah, any you, ESP you, We don't got no leakers. Yeah, we, don't got, yeah. we can't get a little leaker over here. Yeah, it's going to be a hell in the cell. Um, hell yeah, <laughs> baby. You heard it here. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually not sure. That'll probably be something uh, I determine a little closer to it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, Mambo's an incredible wrestler. He's ha- had a, a shot in NXT on several occasions now. Uh, yeah, he's our favorite he WWE extra right now. Yes, yeah. He, uh, he works hard. He's always... Um, trying to get better. And obviously he's won belts in IWC. He's competed all over the country. Uh, so it's, 
just another test. Um, like I said, recently, it seems like just keep getting tested. Uh, Johnny Patch, Jackson Argos, now Mambo. Um, we'll see. It's coming up. I'm not sure what the stipulation is going to be yet, uh, but just got to stay after it and come ready. For sure. Up until oh, this yeah, point, man. do you have a favorite stipulation that you've had? Mm, I would say the aerial assault one was. Oh yeah, cool. that was a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, going into it, I wasn't the most uh, confident that I was making the right decision there, uh, but it worked out. Um, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> um, it could have gone the wrong way. Oh, yeah, because you're a madman choosing that stipulation against Patch of all people. You blew yeah. our minds, man. We were excited when we heard that stipulation. We were like, we were like, no <laughs> way, dude. Like, this is about to go down. Yeah, I don't know quite what was going through my head on that particular <laughs> day. Um, might have been feeling the, the crowd a little bit. Oh, you were 100%. And I don't blame you. I would have been feeling the crowd. I was damn near feeling the crowd, and it wasn't even, they weren't even cheering for me. And honestly, yeah, they were live, your, baby. Mo most of his stipulations have been like that, bro. Dude, no, I, mean, I know. Either a multi man match or an aerial assault match against a guy he's a that's psychopath, known for dude. aerial matches. Yeah. And then there's Argos yeah. calling himself the reset button still, and he's like, all right, bet, let's do this reset rules match. Yeah, dude, are you out of your mind? I love it. <laughs> Oh, please. Yes. So another question I have for you as a former rookie of the year, do you have any advice mm. for this year's winner, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh, that's, that's tough. Um, yeah. Feels do you like enjoy I the, do you enjoy the cheesesteak? Yeah. Okay. My bad. Jesus. Christ. No, you're good. I was just saying, it feels like I barely even got to enjoy the rookie of the year until they, uh, they, they crown this new guy. That's right. From what I hear. Um, I have had one of the, the Philly cheesesteaks. Um, with or without? Uh, I think I went with. It was a it was a while ago now, but yeah, yeah. it was a uh, it was pretty damn right. It was a while ago. Them boys are they're slipping. They need to make them every show. They just yeah, you know, they tease us. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, they it's need like to figure it out. Wrestle. Well, they should just be making cheesesteaks. Right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you. I'll eat some cheesesteaks. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, it was an honor to pass the rookie of the year moniker on to a uh, very deserving <laughs> award winner. Hell yeah. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I voted for Preston. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't even tell him. I didn't get to tell him. But I did vote for <laughs> Preston. I won't even lie. Preston yeah. was pretty bad at sandwich, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk to Preston about that, but uh, I'd imagine he's a pretty laid back guy, as I'm sure yeah. you know, but I'd imagine that has to uh, be sticking in his craw that he lost to a sandwich. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Argos won it two times or like two years in a row. So True. Um, I guess they just didn't want to. They wanted something different. Um, and you can't get much more different than a, a sandwich. So yeah, you're, you're right about that. You are right about that. <laughs> a few moments later. So, Apollo, before we get away from the IWC talk to another question I have for you that I just thought of was with you being the high stakes champion and you're always getting to pick stipulations. What if we were able to say you could pick your next opponent, say you beat Apollo this next show, who do you think is most deserving of that spot to have a title defense against, or maybe somebody you just want to wrestle in general title defense or not. Right. Um, that's a good question. I would probably say uh, I would take my own opinion out of it. Um, I would do uh, either chase gold or Jock Sampson. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, both of those guys are like 
behind me, of course, are like my family's favorite wrestlers. Um, so I would probably uh, do a, a crowd pleasing choice. Nice. Uh, just because my, like my family comes to almost every show. Yeah. Uh, so just to give them something that they would really enjoy, I would probably pick one of those two. I respect answer. that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else off the top of my head. Yeah, who per uh, you got anybody personally that you just want to get in the ring with? That I haven't yet. Yeah, uh, man. I'd like to run it back with either Spencer or Nystrom. Right, obviously. right, right. Nystrom I only sure, man. one time and obviously didn't get the W. Uh, so I'd love to run it back with him. That's, that's, that's going to be a tough W to grab, though. I'm not going to lie, man. Yeah, Nyst is. Nystrom is tough. Maybe Mandime. Uh, yeah. He's been around for, I mean, sort of in a short time, kind of done it all in IWC. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, he's like one of the most hateable people as i'm sure you guys know allegedly uh, so it would be nice to get in there and smack him around a little bit we haven't had too much uh time facing off against each other i, I think just like one six-man tag um i think i hit him with a discus and that was about it but i would love to wrestle him one-on-one -on -one as well jamie jameson i forgot yeah i almost forgot about him uh hasn't been around iwc as much but maybe in two pw something could happen uh that would be sick I'm a big fan of Jamie's uh, absolute brick house. Yeah, he's a great yeah, athlete. He's a bad motherfucker for sure. The vanilla yeah, gorilla, baby. Oh, yeah. I think we could uh, toss each other from pillar to post a little bit. That would be no doubt. Yeah. That would be a phenomenal match. So uh, we've put over IWC. We've put over 2PW in this conversation. Maybe let's touch on Imagine a little bit. You've been making a name for yourself up in the Altoona area a lot recently joining forces with Dave Lawless and you guys are in a team known as the King's court. Um, at the time of this recording, you have a match this upcoming Saturday against TME, the watch and the rad boys. And you guys are looking to gain some gold. I was wondering what is the game plan going into this match to make sure you guys come out with, uh, some weight on your shoulders. Yeah. I haven't, uh, spoken with the King much on, in terms of strategy yet. Uh, I think it's no secret that we're the least experienced team uh, together of the, of the group. Um, the Rad Boys obviously have sort of taken the scene by storm. TME are, are about as good as anyone. They've been together forever. And the Watch, uh, former champions as well. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. We're definitely the underdogs. But if I know Lawless, uh, I would be willing to bet that he has a few tricks up his sleeve. So. We'll see, um, but I, I'm I'm excited for it. I think we'll have a good showing and uh, hopefully be leaving with the tag team belts. So for the listeners that aren't familiar with uh, Imagine's product, I was wondering if you could share with us maybe a, how the King's Court came together, whether it be behind the scenes or storyline. How did you guys develop a team? Yeah, so I've known uh, the gavel, David Lawless, for quite a while. They had a, a King of the Mountain tournament. Um, I want to say it was in Johnstown or Hastings, one of those towns um, that we competed for it. I was actually in the tournament, um, did not win. Uh, I lost to Spencer, who oh. the gavel beat um, in the finals. Uh, some say through some nefarious means. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, supposedly. Um, I'll, I won't comment on that. Uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> But he ended up winning that, um, and shortly thereafter, uh, I was sort of just on my own out in Imagine. 
uh, figured I would tie my uh, my wagon to the winning uh, horse there. So that's sort of how it came to be. Uh, like I said, I've known the guy, um, but it just seemed like we both had similar mindsets about what we wanted to do up there and their strength in numbers. So there's not really much else I could think of as far as companies. I was wondering, right. is there any other companies maybe you want to work that you haven't worked yet? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the one that comes to mind, I mean, there's a few, obviously, uh, like Revenge Out in Erie. That's a place I, I went to just to sort of uh, help out with ring crew and stuff when I was in training. Um, they recently started running shows again. Uh, when I was there, their shows looked like a lot of fun for the audience. Um, they do it in like a hotel ballroom sort of thing. Uh, they serve alcohol. They get a pretty good crowd. Um, and there's a pretty high caliber talent on those shows. So uh, I always thought that would be fun to be a part of. Um, Greek town pro wrestling uh, out in Toronto. I haven't really made any uh, inquiries out there, but I have a ton of family up in Toronto, a lot of Greeks up there. Um, and Jesus, the company's called Greek town. Yeah, pro I was going to say Greek God, but got to be booked, baby. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. would think that it would be a pretty natural fit, uh, especially like I have so many uncles and stuff who like follow me on social media and they're always asking me to send uh, clips of like matches and stuff. Um, they're always like liking all my posts. Uh, so I think obviously because of COVID, it's been tough for them to get down here. Right. And it's five and a half, six hour drive as well. Uh, so if I were able to go up there um, and have, I don't know, like 30 cousins all come out. Oh, to this wrestling hell show, yeah. I think that would be pretty sweet. So that one's pretty high on the list. Like I said, I haven't really um, reached out to any of the people with uh, the power that would be able to put things in motion for that. And they just started running again recently as well because okay. of COVID, uh, much more strict up there. Uh, but moving forward, that's definitely one that comes to mind. For sure. Yeah, that sounds like it would be a banger for sure. So we usually conclude the podcast with two things. But before we get there, John gave us two more comments he'd like to add. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them is, you have the sexiest lariat in IWC and keep up the good work, kid. And Thank then the, you. Yeah. The, the second thing is he wants to know where Kenny Pickett is going to get drafted this year. That one's tough. I I don't want it to be the Steelers just because I feel like it's a lose-lose situation for him. I think there's a lot of people that are just going to ride him and uh, it's going to be pretty toxic and he's not really going to get a fair chance from the city. There's been so much shuffling around of quarterbacks, too. I don't even know off the top of my head who needs one. I would have said Denver before yeah, up until the Wilson the trade. News because him to Jerry Judy would be pretty sick. New Orleans still need a quarterback? Carolina? I'm just trying to think of teams. Do you have a preferred NFL team? I'm a Steeler fan. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. If the Steelers take a quarterback, I – I'm going to be pissed if it's not Pickett. Uh, but I kind of am not really sold on any of the quarterbacks in this class outside of Pickett. So I prefer if they just sign a veteran, uh, sort of bide their time until next year when hopefully there'll be a, a little deeper class. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a cop-out answer, but I just want to see him go somewhere where he's going to have a chance. He's like, for years, the Browns just kept drafting quarterbacks and <laughs> plugging them into that shit show of a team, of an organization. Uh, and if you set up a quarterback to fail in the NFL, I think there's a lot of guys who have the talent and just were in bad situations. 
Um, so I don't want to see that happen to him, obviously. Just anywhere where he can succeed. That's a good answer. I like it. Yeah. So the first thing we do as we're ending the podcast is we ask for your personal Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. It's just your four favorite wrestlers. It doesn't have to be any type of reason, just strictly your personal. Oof. That's tough. I wish I had some time to prepare. So I'll go number one. Number one's easy, Edge. Uh, Edge was my favorite wrestler pretty much from the time I got into to wrestling until the current. Like John Cena versus Edge is like the definitive wrestling rivalry of my childhood. Uh, hmm. Let me think. I will go Kurt Angle, obviously. Um, being a Pittsburgh guy, I actually went to high school with my mom. Weirdly oh, enough, shit. Yeah. yeah, I think they were a few years apart, but um, Kurt Angle, just because he's awesome. Uh, right. a, a guy who's freaking hilarious, but at the same time in the ring, like one of the most intense and well-rounded athletes to ever really do it. Uh, it really is crazy when you think about him being like, the bald guy that had the mouthpiece in and just was destroying people one minute. And then like back in his career, he's wearing like the little undersized cowboy hat and like making a complete ass of himself. Like that's a guy that was willing to do anything for the business and for yeah. everybody's entertainment. Yeah. And he always made it work no matter what it was. It was like so funny. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that wouldn't be cliched. Like I was always a Shawn Michaels fan, but like I imagine everyone picks him, so I don't. Want to yeah, but it him. doesn't matter, man. As long as it's your personal four, that's all that matters. Right. That's all. I'll we're go. Asking. I'll go. This this is an interesting one because I feel like no one ever picks him. Like Triple H, uh, he's always been around. He's always been like a top guy, but no, I feel is. like he's not really anyone's like personal favorite. Um, but I love Triple H. Oh, like, I'm a super Triple H guy. I'm pretty sure yeah. Bulk Nasty is also a really big Triple H guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Hell he, uh, yeah, man. The, like Reform DX around like 2006 was also yeah, sick. Um, I was actually just watching some YouTube videos from that time period on DX the other day. Like <laughs> I, I would always like mark out for the the Triple H Mania entrance. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Just the, something about the guy just built like a absolutely chiseled. Uh, the badass entrance, the the water spit. Mm -hmm. um, Always love Triple H. And then number four. I picked all guys from like the, the same era pretty much. That early mid 2000s. I'll pick an, a new guy just to shake it up. I'll go MJF. Oh, um, hell yeah. Very early on in his career, relatively speaking. So uh, tough to say exactly what where he's going to go. Uh, but just in terms of like taking myself out of the business and just as a fan uh so entertaining to watch whether you love them or you hate them i would say most people hate them obviously <laughs> but just so entertaining uh the way he carries himself uh the little things he does in the ring that just make you want to watch him get smacked around like yeah. when he hits like the flare strut were, um, were you training at iwc when they brought him in against gory no i think that was before my time okay so like when Which he came when he was there uh He's like walking. This is towards the end of the night. And I, I go up to him and I'm like, hey, man, you mind if I get a picture with you? And he's like, sure, you got five bucks on you. And I legit only had my card on me. And I was like, oh, man, my bad. I don't got, I don't got any cash. And he's like, of course you don't. You're poor like everybody else in this building. And he walked away. And like up until <laughs> this point, 
my girl fucking can't stand him for that. And I absolutely love him because I'm like, he cut a fucking promo on me, basically, and just call me poor and shit. Like, I was like, See, that's, that's why him. he's the best. Yeah, that's why absolutely. He's the best. You hate him, but everyone, everyone secretly would want to be MJF, or they admit it or not. <laughs> and just sure. the whole thing with Punk, like this whole uh, their series of matches, uh, it's really made me like it. Honestly, it's some of the best stuff I've ever seen in, in wrestling. It's made me, it's given me like that feeling you used to get when you were like a kid and you were watching it. Um, honestly, this is some of the first like wrestling I've watched in uh, some time that's like given me that feeling. Nice. So I guess I owe him one for that. I guess probably more so a little bit of CM Punk too, but we'll give MJF his, uh, his just his credit. For sure. And the last thing we always end the podcast with, I don't know if you've listened before, but we always end it with 10 random questions. And these 10 randoms aren't directed to like, aren't directed at you particularly, but we just have an entire list and it keeps going. And so the next guest will get the next 10 right after you and so on. So we'll Love start it. out. We'll start out with number one is what's your favorite machine or exercise at the gym? Lap pull down. Yeah, I'm big fan of the lap pull down. Number two is, do you sing in the shower? Uh, not in the shower so much, but like I work from home, so I'll find myself like listening to music throughout the day. And if I'm if I'm vibing with it, if I'm feeling a little bit, I'll just start singing. But singing's also a pretty loose term uh, because I don't think I'm very good, so. Sure. This isn't one of the questions, but what what's normally in your rotation? No, I like some uh, pretty much everything, honestly. Um, rap, like the pop punk rock, uh, pretty much anything. Yeah, bro. Uh, I feel terms that. Of, like artists out right now, big MGK fan. Uh, in terms of like all time artists, uh, maybe Blink One Eighty Two. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, Eminem even. Uh, Pretty much if it's if it's good, if it appeals to my ears, I right, man. do it no matter what the, the genre is. Yeah, that's For how sure. I am anymore these days. Because I know as a kid, I grew up, I thought I had to listen to strictly rap music. Like, I was like, I have to listen to rap music. Like, that's what I have to do. You know what I mean? And like, now yeah. more like pop punk music. And that that's just, it's beautiful music. I love it, dude. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like growing up, you think, oh, there's no way I can listen to that. Like, it's, yeah, it's man. country or something. And then, yeah, even, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big country fan, but there are some countries. But there are some bangers. Like, yeah. actually, yeah. yes, dude. <laughs> so, staying in music, three is, what's the first concert you've ever attended? Uh, if you don't count those, like, which I don't, those, like, free concerts they used to do after Pirate Games. Oh, okay, um, okay. I would, I think it's Blink-182. I think That's it is. Sick. I didn't go to concerts a lot growing up, so I actually went to a Blink-182 concert in college, and I think that was my first concert. Oh, nice. Sick. That's awesome, um, man. Yeah, I don't know why I would never went to concerts. My nah, dad I wasn't was a big real into music and stuff, too, but I just never went. I don't know. I just never felt it. No, nah, yeah. Go. Me neither, man. I, yeah, I, I wasn't. I really started going guy. until after I graduated high school. Yeah, I went. Yeah, like, my okay. first concert was in high school, and it was like a, it was a Mac Miller concert. And yeah, that was that my was first, sick. that was, it was my first ever concert too, man. It was, it still left an impression on me like to this day. That's sure. awesome. Where yeah, was it at? Man. Stage AE. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it was sick, man. So four is which wrestler currently signed do you feel is underrated or undervalued? Oh, good question. 
this is like extremely obscure, but I would say Nick Camarado. And hear Elaborate. me out. Hear me out. So I've always been a fan like of wrestling to me is like big burly guys who look like athletes, like beating the snot out of each other and throwing each other around. Like that's what I grew up with. I mean, obviously there's a lot of smaller guys in wrestling and I'm not saying like, if you can wrestle, you can wrestle. Like there's a place for everyone. If you're good at it, obviously. Um, but like that guy's a look, I don't know Fucking what it gigantic. is. Yeah. It just does it for me. Like when I see him, I'm like, that guy looks like a badass. Like I would pay money just to watch him freaking throw some people around. Nice. Um, and I haven't even watched him that much, but question was underrated. So yeah. every time I see him on TV, I'm like, I can't believe he isn't getting more of a shot. Like he should, they should be doing something with this guy. Um, it so it wouldn't be my number one answer, but that Caesar Bononi or whatever his name is, that's in the wingman group too. Oh yeah. Really yeah. He's another one that comes to mind as far as his size and look, he has it all. And then they never book him either. Yeah. There's a few guys like that. So that was the first one that comes to mind. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel like thinking of another one. So we'll go with him. <laughs> For sure. Uh, n- number five is, are you into sports betting? I'm actually not at all. No, I, uh, it, it's kind of weird because like all of my friends are like obsessed with, uh, obviously all the, the gambling apps and they're always talking about this parlay or, or this. Right. Right. And I've never actually, I think I've, gambled once like i i bet placed one bet because i got like some free twenty dollar oh nice sign up fee and uh, i actually won i actually hell won. yeah opening week of the nfl season this year it was like cd lamb like over 90 some yards and he got like 100 yards so i won oh yeah what was uh, the cash I, I cashed out deleted the app and uh I'm officially retired from sports sports betting, but it's like wrestling. You can never be officially retired. So never say never. Um, Okay. That one day, but I'm I'm happy to rest on my hundred percent winning percentage. Oh hell yeah. Oh man. Number six is what's a meal you feel confident cooking for anyone. Oof. Yeah. What you got? Nothing. Oh, come on. What'd you say? A grilled cheese? I don't You're even like eat. cook myself. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I, my version of cooking is like I grill a, a shit ton of meat. Oh, yeah. Put it in the freezer. And then I just warm it up in the microwave as I go. And then I'll make like brown rice. In I respect the it. Stove or something um, to go with it. Some mixed veggies. Um, so I don't know if that really qualifies as cooking. Uh, shit, I'll eat me a steak, dog. <laughs> That's cooking to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think. Yeah, literally, yeah. like, all I eat is just, like, turkey burgers, grilled chicken, like, seafood, like, shit you just make on the stove. Right, um, right, right. So, we'll call that cooking. Um, it I is. I would say I could probably grill up on the stove a good turkey burger. Hell I yeah. I'm serving that to anyone. That's <laughs> nope. what we're talking about. There's the confidence, because at first he was, there was <laughs> the confidence wasn't there at first, you know what yeah. I mean? But at the end, towards the end there... I'm ready for that turkey burger, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, the, and the high yeah, stakes chip came out. It's not that bad. Don't worry. <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, number seven is, do you have any phobias? Uh, I don't think any more than anyone else. Like, I don't like the dark or heights, but not to like, I wouldn't call it a phobia. I would say I don't like it to the same degree other people don't like those things. 
Um, I, this is going to sound kind of dark, but I'm very scared of like breaking my neck um, because that's something that's not like a serious threat. Like it's not like, oh, you're going to break your neck in the wrestling ring. Uh, it doesn't happen that often, obviously, but it has happened before. Um, and that's always got to be in the back of your mind every time yeah. you step there. Uh, suffering some sort of serious injury like that, not even necessarily breaking your neck. That's just the one that I think of. Um, something happening like a Darren Drozdoff situation uh, where it's just nothing crazy, just a routine match. and Accidents um, happen. Yeah, something crazy happens. Um, so I don't know if that counts as a phobia. Uh, they probably need like some, I don't know, scientific people to study it and before yeah. they officially put the phobia term on it. But um, that's definitely a fear I think uh, I would imagine a lot of people would have um, in this business. For sure. Uh, number eight is, does your vehicle have a name? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm lame. It's... <laughs> people still do that because i know whenever i was a kid like my mom named her car like my uncle had a name for his car like and i was like young you know what i mean it's like do people still do that yeah i don't know i, I feel like it's I've more ever... of a female thing too like not, uh, saying, not like putting any guys down that do it but i feel like i know more females that do it than guys okay yeah i don't think i've ever named my uh my cars growing up like i named my gym days like chest day is chessmas word back, well, hell yeah attack hell yeah uh, let me think. That's a fire leg day legacy um, uh, hell actually, yeah. like, when i was like 14 this like really roided out like douchey guy at the gym i overheard him like uh-huh. doing that and Wait, i know like, that's actually cool as hell and i thought it was like like funny so i yeah, started yeah, doing yeah. It ironically but then uh-huh. i kind of was just like it stuck so i yeah, always yeah. Oh, arm day is Armageddon. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bro, yeah. they, get, be- they get better every time. Yeah. Holy shit. So that's uh, that's probably, I don't have pets or anything. So I guess I have to name something and I don't name oh, my car. So I guess I settled on gym days. <sighs> that's fire. That's actually super fire. <laughs> Number oh, nine is do you prefer green or red grapes? Ooh, green. Yes. Solid Correct answer. answer. Uh, and then last but not least is whose opinion do you value more than anyone else? Uh, that's a good question. Um, cliched answer, but probably like my dad, maybe my mom's parents. Sure. Um, I don't know. I'm like a grown man and I still consult them on things. Obviously um, always want to get their opinion before I do any sort of major or even somewhat major uh, life choice, um, which I feel like is pretty common. Uh, yeah, bro. yeah, I mean, I think they did an <laughs> all right job raising me. <laughs> Knock, I mean, I hope so. I think um, probably in the eye of the beholder on that one. But yeah, they did an all right job with me. So I like to think they know what they're doing and they have the whole life thing figured out. So uh, I always try to get their opinion. Um, in the wrestling context, um, if you want to take it there, uh, probably Chris LaRusso. Um, he's the one who trained me. Uh, he's been around the block, um, ROH, you know, I actually saw him wrestle in ROH when I was in college. I went to a show at stage AE and 
I was like, who's this guy that everyone's cheering for in the top prospect tournament? Like he must be a local indie guy because everyone's going crazy for him. Yeah. Um, funny sidebar, but definitely value his opinion. Uh, like I said, he's done it all. Um, he has, I mean, he's forgotten more about wrestling than a lot of people know. So uh, I try to soak up, always get his opinion, whether it's on a match or a, a move or something I want to try, uh, just because I respect what he has to say a lot. It's a solid answer. Uh, a bonus question that we've had an ongoing debate for months at a time, and we kind of get everybody's input here. So just to kind of give you the backstory, we we had a giant candy argument. It was around Halloween, and then it's just spiraled out of fucking control. Oh. And uh, the big thing is we – we were arguing about how good a crunch bar is, whether it's fucking amazing or terrible. So are you pro crunch bar or anti crunch bar? Just like the blue. Yeah. yeah that's the, the one that tastes like, yeah, like yeah. shit. Dude, I haven't had one of those in so long. Exactly. Um, Cause they're foul. The second you do, you're losing that title. So don't even <laughs> yeah, actually no. There's a crunch curse actually going yeah. around. So don't even, don't Literally even look at a one crunch thing. curse. Cause Nystrom, he, he had a, he had a crunch bar in his jacket and then sure enough, they lose the titles. He oh, you mean like the protein wrist. bar or like the chocolate? No, no it I'm was an actual about crunch actual... Choc- chocolate bar. Yeah. The one oh, that really? sits in the bottom He's... of your Halloween basket. Uh, you're like, ah, right. I'll eat yeah. That no, one. it wasn't a protein one. No, he had an actual yeah, crunch yeah. bar. I was going to say, uh, shit. Um, I would say, I mean, they're all right, but like it's chocolate. Like you can't screw up chocolate. They, they did screw it up though. I'm not going to lie. You think? I, I, I know. I know they did. So I <laughs> haven't had one in a while. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame you. Dial on this hill. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that it's probably okay. Apollo's Apollo's added a whole new category. Benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I I might have one this weekend on a. Whoa, that's not a good idea. Well, well, now now we win in no tag. Pushing me to try it just by no. We just we just screwed him. Do not try one, brother. It's not worth it. The crunch curse is real. We want to see you hold this title for a long time. I will say, if I were going like to buy a candy bar. Um, there would need to be like very few options for me to pick a crunch bar. There you go. So I will exactly. say that. I, I take that as you uh, as you want. <laughs> what What is your go to candy bar? God, see that's a tough question too because I haven't like bought a candy. Like I I like sweets. I should, like I if I have a cheat day, I eat cookies, ice cream, yeah, like all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But I haven't actually like had a candy bar. Like gone mm-hmm. out and bought a candy bar in so long. Twix always incredible. Um, oh yeah yeah we'll lock in we'll lock yeah. in twix so I twix are great dude one, yeah probably you can, are you going left or right ah <laughs> uh, probably any meeny money mo that uh, all right that's a fair answer yeah, yeah i know that that's, uh, that's a hot hotly debated topic so i don't want to you know piss <laughs> off the left crowd if i say right and vice versa oh. <laughs> <laughs> for sure uh Apollo, we definitely thank you for your time. But before you go, we wanted to know if you wanted to promote any of your social media or merch or upcoming shows. Uh, yeah, I can give a quick plug. Um, I, I won't uh, take up too much of your listeners' time, but um, Instagram, Facebook, look me up, Alexander Apollo on Facebook. Instagram, I believe it's just Alexander Apollo Pro, um, all lowercase. Uh, 
need to get into the Twitter. I mean, I created a Twitter when I first started, um, but I honestly have not. Used We're floating it. on um, that island with you, brother. Yeah, we all need to get in there. Yeah, I need to get in there. Um, I just sure. it's so tough to keep up with. I hear you. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at it, but. Yeah, um, wrestling out in Altoona at Imagine this weekend, and then 319, uh, Mambo Italiano, stipulation to be determined uh, at IWC 21. I know you guys will be there. Um, should be a fun show. Uh, if you've never been to an IWC show, I highly recommend it. Um, honestly, I'd never went to one before I started training. Um, I think a lot of people would be very pleasantly surprised by the the caliber of the wrestlers and athletes on those shows. Um, and just the overall production in general, very good time. Everyone really works hard. Uh, highly recommend. Love it. How about merch? You going to have merch? Yeah, we'll see. I've been, I, I, I do have shirts, but I've, uh, I'm pretty limited on sizes right now. I need to get a restock in. Um, I got new black and gold gear, as I'm sure you guys saw. So might have to do something in the black and gold variety on this next batch of shirts. But okay, um, yeah, come up. I'll, I'll probably be out and about at the uh, IWC show. Um, come say hi. I'm a somewhat normal guy. So <laughs> awesome. Well, we thank you for your time and hope to have you on again, brother. Yeah, yes, thank sir. you guys once again. A lot of oh, fun. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, one last time, and they will fucking will give it up for our man. You know, thank you, and best of luck this weekend and next weekend, brother. Thank you. Of course. Good night, and always remember that's.